Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Province Force Podcast. Welcome to the White Towel Podcast, NHL Draft Edition. I'm Paul Chapman, joined by Patrick Johnson here at Rogers Arena. So if you hear ambient noise, that's because there's a lot going on here. Patrick, we've just done the first round. We, we will talk again about the second round uh, after that happens. But um, kind of an odd pick, I think, for the Canucks. Um, a big skilled two-way Russian winger who people are warming up to but I think the way the first 10 picks or the first nine picks um, kind of transpired Canuck fans were looking at some of the more notable names or some names that they'd heard a little bit more and at first I think they were stunned but in hindsight once people kind of did some research it seems like people are pretty happy with it. It is I think more than anything a scout's pick you know I mean yeah. this is a statement about what Jim Benning likes to do the most, which is to scout hockey players. And we heard that when we had a, our media availability with him, how how many details he could get into talking about the way that he plays. He really he compared him to a guy like Timo Meyer as being the player, but, you know, a, a strong player along the boards, protects the puck well, uh, you know, he's, he's got a good set of hands, will take the puck to the net. You know, he does, attacks defensemen. Talked about the good character that he has. I mean, his coaches have all talked about his leadership abilities, the way he steps up. He want how much, you know, they talk to his agent, how much he says he wants to come to North America when his KHL contract is up. But yeah, you're right. It's not, there's not that sort of instant gratification of the name, not one of the names we've been talking about. Uh, you know, there were uh, people that watched prospects a lot had mentioned his name but it wasn't one that certainly had any buzz to it but yeah i mean if you're talking about the long-term picture here that's a great pick the thing that remains of course is that you know if the task at hand is they basically they say directly but they made it clear that they'd like to be in the playoffs next year i mean this pick doesn't help them do that uh, and I think that's but the other what factor. Would though? Well, there was a side of going up to so, one or two. So we'd heard these we'd heard these rumblings about that the Canucks. I mean, it was every team should be talking to each other at this time of year. But it was clear the Canucks were being aggressive. Benning was being aggressive, and we heard noise that there was a suggestion that they've been talking with the Colorado Avalanche, and you know, especially once Bowen Byram went to Colorado, I think most of us feel like, well, Tyson Berry's got to be on the move now because, you know, maybe Byram can step in the lineup next year. I did see a report yeah. that apparently something was agreed to, but there's cap issues that need to be sorted it's out, possible. so we can still hear tomorrow. We could still hear something tomorrow. In terms of this particular scenario, I mean, we don't know directly, but Benning admitted, he said, listen, if Put Colson hadn't been there at 10, he was ready to move back. Colorado does have the 16th pick. Maybe that's what it was. See, maybe we don't know. But if so, if you're making that move, maybe you are getting a player. I don't know if you're getting Tyson Berry, but 
Smoke and mirrors, I guess. Yeah. I mean, look, this die was cast when the Canucks ended up with the 10th pick yes. in the lottery. They were never getting a player in that spot no, that would help them this year. Yeah, but immediate elite player, no. You're never the names that. that... And I always find the NHL draft hilarious because unless you're Steve Ewan, like how many people are actually following yeah. junior hockey to that yeah. degree? It's yeah. not like the NFL draft where even the casual fan yeah. can turn on the TV yeah. every week yeah. and watch Clemson yeah. play. It's a bit... So, I mean, in fairness, it, it, there are more and more people doing oh, no, that, I think, in a good way. But you're 100%. right. There's not the tradition. I'm like just saying the a lot yeah. of the armchair... Uh, there's not as much of armchair power play quarterbacks that we read on Twitter. We haven't seen this kid play. Yeah. Yet they have a snap judgment on. But the thing to me is the names that we immediately heard that would be good fit for the Canucks. Guys like Krebs, guys mm-hmm. like Boldy, guys like Caulfield were there. Yeah. They were there yeah. at the tenth pick. So for Benning to say if if you know if this kid wasn't there at ten that they were prepared to move back, I mean that that, that in itself seems a little odd considering they were linked good to guys like Caulfield and Krebs. They had him at eight or nine uh, on their own list and it's clear that they just weren't that excited about the next six or seven picks i think it was that simple i think they saw there were players sort of in the in the late teens on their list that they thought would be there and or that's how they'd organize their list looking at other teams so you know you're right there is a bit of smoke and mirrors to it as well Um, but that was something he suggested to us i think i think the interesting thing is still tomorrow yeah there are still they still have seven more picks uh or six more picks and uh you know benning said again he said yes i'm still got some stuff to think about i still have some things potentially in front of me and uh so you could see you know maybe there is some at least adding a player they put in the lineup now that perhaps brings a different dimension to what they have but you're you know you're not going to get a superstar you're not going to get a guy that can really truly contribute in your top six certainly with a second round pick maybe you can find a defenseman that might be a different look anyway uh but you know like i said maybe there's a berry thing still there to come maybe that happens but uh, yeah, yeah. It's day two is going to be interesting, but it's certainly not going to be shoring up the team for next year. So again, if we if we go on the likely ins- not sure, yeah, yeah. Well, we never know. There right? were, by there the time were, people there, hear there this, were, there were very few surprises today. Yeah. So maybe they're all being safe for tomorrow. Um, look, you know, if we look at Podzol- Paul Colson, um, sorry, pulling a dolly wall there, butchering the name. Um, if if you look at him. You know, he was never, as I say, he's ne- he. there was not going to be an instant fix. It's a player that you're looking at two, three years down the road. But what's the general consensus upon a guy playing its men in, but in the KHL mm-hmm. versus going back to junior or staying in a, in a university program? How do you think that is going to impact this pig, as, pick, assuming that this kid can show up in two years and make a play well, to the that, other that is, it was something I asked Benning about. I said, how much did the fact that he's already played in a men's league, you know, contribute to your, your the picture of this and the fact that, you know, I mean, in Russia, you don't... If we, you, play, you know, guys will play on men's team. He played in the VHL, which is essentially the you know the AHL of the KHL, and uh, you know played against men. He didn't play a lot, uh, but he did play against men. Uh, when you're a, a teenager in those leagues, you don't play a lot. That's kind of how it goes. There is this sort of tradition of sitting back and learning from the veterans and 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 biding your time. But the fact that the fact that he was there at all, I think, is is certainly the people I've talked to is a real point in his favor and Benning more he took the he took the question sort of looking in a forward looking direction to talk about a friend of ours uh, he was pondering in the pick pondering, he? no it, he liked the fact that he's he's signed to play in St. Petersburg for the next two years St. Petersburg is like the deepest team in the KHL so yeah. who knows how much he's actually going to play but the fact that he is essentially working in 
you know, essentially the second best league in the world uh, as an as an 18 year old is a huge factor in his favor. Canucks clearly think you know he's a big kid already. He's a good skater. Um, actually, I should say he's a great skater from the clips I've seen. But uh, they like the fact that he is going to be playing against men. That he's going to have to, he's going to be pushed physically, and they think he's going to get bigger and stronger. And that, that that that's again, like I said, that's why there's that Timo Meyer com- com- comparable. Well, that, so I know this is a yeah. really difficult question, or, or it's purely speculative. Where do you see him fitting in? Two, I, three years. He's, is a, he, he's a third he's a top, liner. No, second he's a top, liner. He's a top. This is a this was a home run pick. I was talking to someone else. They said no. This is the kind of pick you should make at ten. You know, this is take. This is swinging for the fences. He's a guy that should be in your top six. He could be on your top line. You know, he's he's that going to be that good. I mean, playing against men, he like I said, in limited ice time. But when he was on the ice, he played great. Uh, playing in in on the Russian, uh, you know, national team at the World Junior, that was something that I know that stood out to Benning and the scouts. The fact that he performed so well as a essentially an underage player, especially on a team that traditionally, again doesn't play the younger players as much as to play the older players he said they stepped in and he he, t- he took over he was he was a player that earned his ice time and and it was on talent and, and ability and attitude yeah and some of the stuff that i've seen about him this this yeah. evening is is that he is a two-way player he's yes. not you know you go it drives me crazy that we have this stereotype that every russian player is a flighty An guy enigma. who doesn't play defense who, yeah. you know uh he is a physical player can play yeah. both ways that's why i asked i know that the long term uh Hope is that he's playing with Patterson, mm-hmm. maybe even Besser. That kind of that's your yeah. that's your top line. I'm thinking more, especially under a coach like Travis Green. Two years from now, he's a guy who has the skill set mm-hmm. to if he's going to compete for a job right out of the market. And he may still have to do a year in Utica or whatever after that. I, but he's he's a guy who you could play on the third and fourth line because we know how much his connect coach likes you to yeah. earn your minutes. When you look at a guy like Goldobin, yeah. That's not a fit for him. No. He's an offensive player, and I know you want him to be defensively responsible. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like this is a kid that can really learn yeah. his trade that way. I think he is that. I think you know we saw Goldobin. I mean, I you know I've enjoyed the way he played, and he had you know he's got some skill and whatever, but he has his limitations. And I think uh, you know first of all, this guy's bigger, probably a better skater. Uh, and second of all, I think there's there's there sounds like there's evidence he's got that work ethic, he's got that ability to learn, ability to develop beyond what he is already. Um, on the timeline thing, Benning says no. I think he's going to be here in two years. You know, yeah, he's going to be ready good. to go and he's going to step into the lineup. So, you know, that this is a player that they really like the upside on, and and, and like I said, they think is is going to be a player when he shows up almost from the get go. So there are potential trades, whether the Barry thing right. does come to fruition or not. Um, what's next for the Canucks? I mean, we've we we talked about blue line help, yeah. obviously. In, yeah. in the offseason, we look; they need help on the blue line. They certainly needed help on the wing. Yeah. Um, and while it, you want to see gradual progress, the eye is on two years to mm-hmm. maybe not just make the playoffs but mm-hmm. be competitive at that point. Are we looking at, at trades? Are we looking at yeah, free agency? Um, tomorrow, is there an emphasis on the blue line? Is it best player available? What are we going to see? Oh, I mean, 40 anyway. Their next pick's at 40, and, and uh, you know, Benning was asked that very question, actually. He said, no, best player available. He says, I, you know, he said that I think he does have a slight lean toward forward, actually, because, you know, he... He doesn't have a lot of defense prospects in the system, but he, you know they, they they like Rafferty a lot. Brogan Rafferty, who they signed late in the year, and great skater. Uh, you know they they do actually like Josh Tebez, who they signed out of out of Princeton on the left side. They like Benning. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of observers that aren't big fans of Brisebois, and you know he hasn't done anything that suggested to me that he's anything more than a sixth or seventh defenseman in the NHL. But you know Benning has been very high on him. You know, so you sort of go, well, you still need some more. 
but yeah, but chances are, and when you're getting them in the later yeah. rounds, it's those, those you're projects. looking at four or five yeah, years down the road. Projects. Right? Yeah. So, you know, I think I think from that standpoint, I think it is interesting. Like, I'm not surprised to hear, wasn't surprised to hear him say, "Yeah, I'm still working on some things. I've still got some things I'd like to perhaps do," because at the end of the day, you're right. You're like, they want that there's there's stuff they want to do, and uh, you know, it, it, day two's fast and furious with the picks, but you know, I think I think there could be a couple. I mean, Canucks didn't use any of their timeouts or anything; could use their timeouts tomorrow and try to make some other ideas happen. We'll see. Um, I didn't ask you or or, uh, or Ben Kuzma to do yeah. mock drafts because I think right. it's kind of silly. Yeah, Don't predict. Really silly. Uh, Don't predict. Yeah. Um, but were you surprised by the pick? Yes. Uh, we. When I saw Zagras go, I thought, okay, that's going to be interesting because Zagras was a guy. Well, when he was still there at nine, I yeah. think that was. I was there's a feeling is that was the guy they wanted. If yeah, he was, was the guy they wanted, I wasn't surprised that Anaheim went with him. I talked to Eric Stevens, a longtime reporter in in on the Ducks, about what the, he said. He basically said, I think they're going to if Zagras is there, that's the guy they want. They they need a center. They need that kind of two way. They need to find the next gets laugh, and they think he could be that guy. So I wasn't surprised when he was gone. I said, hmm, this is an interesting dilemma because you know Broberg had already gone, and uh, so they didn't have to think about that issue Soderstrom was a guy I know they liked but you know weren't weren't blown away by um so you're kind of like okay there was a few names yeah like Boldy was still there you mentioned Caulfield yeah. you know there were a few names there Krebs, that Krebs we heard a lot to, yeah. about uh you know I'll, I mean I don't know if Alex Newhook was ever going to go at 10 but you know Newhook was a name that we'd sort of seen great story yeah yeah and we knew you know I'd, I'd heard some you know they they're the um you know, what's the goalie's name? Spencer Knight. You know, I think there was some ch- chatter that maybe even the Canucks are stocked in goalies right now. That if they'd gone back, I mean, Spencer Knight was a guy that was being talked about going late in the, you know, sort of late in the teens, possibly. So, uh, you know, I think I think there were a few options that we seemed more obvious. Um, I was a bit surprised. I think it was one of those ones you go, yeah, you know, I've heard good things about this guy. I've heard people saying he's actually should be. You know, probably going higher than he is, but it's that contract that's a bit ner- nervous. And you know, Russian players, there's you know, because the KHL does hang over you. Yeah, uh, you can understand why. Uh, so well, it's yeah. way more of an option as we've seen with Tramkin. If you're not happy with yeah, your contract, absolutely. it's way more of an absolutely. option for you absolutely. than you'd see with a absolutely. Canadian kid. And something sure. I noted actually, and I did a little notebook was you know, I kind of found myself wondering. I mean, it was something, especially a young Russian coming over. I mean. Nikolai Goldolbin has talked a lot about what it was like coming over. He came over as a teenager, and, and that was obviously a big adjustment, uh, and has managed to kind of mold himself into sort of, you know, liking the North American lifestyle. But, you know, there is – it's a cultural shift. It's very different. And, and uh, you know, Nikita Trevkin, that was some of his story. Like, you know, he, his wife – didn't enjoy it here you know that's fair enough you want to have happy home life and you can play hockey in a lot of places so you know and he wasn't obviously happy with the on ice situation either with Willie Desjardins so uh, you know but I found myself thinking you know there there was a conscious effort especially in Goldie's first season you know they remember they brought in Alex Burmistrov and uh you know he was he was a player that was sort of meant to be sort of Goldie's buddy and then it you know Burmistrov obviously didn't pan out fair enough they got rid of him uh, and goalie said he was going to miss him, but you know I think goalie was like at that point you know I mean he's got a good group of friends on the team he's made this he's made the shift. But I find myself wondering you know when this kid comes over in two years, are they going to find themselves another Russian? Are they you know maybe that isn't reason why they've been talking about Tramkin. Maybe they bring him yeah. back. You know maybe maybe somehow goalie extends his career in Vancouver if for two, three, two years for, or more. Two, is goalie you know, going to be here? Talk maybe, anyone maybe that's everyone what I mean, Monday is the day he's got a, needs a qualifying offer at the very least. You know then, what? Send him over to the yeah. KHL now and then maybe bring him both back once they're like, we loan you out. Yeah. You know, uh, just a little bit of an aside. Color here. Brian Burke just walked by and 
looked right at me and didn't give me the finger. So it's a good day. It's a big it's progress. Win. Uh, one last thing I wanted to ask you about before we leave. Just so people understand, let's let's explain. We're we're in this we're in this club section. Yeah, it's on the second floor, and all the suites around. Or yeah, it's where, where the teams yeah. are. Yeah. So you walk around, and there's sort of people going, "Who's the, who's that?" They're nervous, you know. The, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. At one point, I walked by the Canucks staff, and they're of course, you know, like they're on lockdown, <laughs> and they're, yeah. they all kind of, you know, it's, you know, what don't even look at me kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've but, had kind of a, a kick. I was talking to our, our national hockey writer Mike Tricosa about seeing like all. All everybody. evening, the no, but well, everybody, but the actual picks keep their jerseys on, right? And they're walking yep. around, so it's like, hey, look at me! Yeah. I was just picked. Um, the one thing I did want to ask you about, Patrick, is you know you do have to look at your competition, mm-hmm. and when you look at the teams, sort of that were competing for that eighth spot, certainly Colorado, yeah, home run draft for them. I know they Absolutely. had the extra pick, but yep. you look at them getting Byron right. for sure. Chicago, you know, maybe that pick was a bit of a surprise. There's a lot of guys very high on that. L. A. Um, if Phoenix, they made a trade to get the guy that they wanted. Yeah. All these teams that, you know, obviously... Yeah, Philly, other way around. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Philly yeah, traded so, up. Yeah. We finally had someone trade up. Um, but if you if you look at these teams um, that the Canucks will be competing with in that, around that eighth spot, I mean, you know, St. Right. Louis defending champions, uh, Calgary obviously still loaded with talent. Wonder about Edmonton. They got a guy, you know, Broberg, that I, I, a lot of divided opinion on. But how do you think the Canucks... Fared. I mean, you have to be moving forward. The teams that they're directly competing with aren't exactly standing still. I'd say it was a pretty successful draft for the teams that are in direct competition with the Canucks to make a leap. In yeah, the I think there was, you know, other than um, no, I think everybody, everybody that we saw make their pick, in, at least around the Canucks, in, in like you said in the Pacific Division. I think everyone goes, "That's a nice pick. That's a good pick for that team. That's a pick that makes sense." Uh, you know, and that's the reminder. Even Krebs to Vegas at 17. Yeah. And that's another handful in the did West. Did you hear? Did you catch his great Hannah Bern- I, I have to say, shout out, by the way. Hannah Bernard's done a great job with interviewing all these kids. And, you know, I mean, she's obviously a long term pro, but she's done a really nice job getting some details out of these guys. And, and she asked, Did you hear the Krebs? Um, did you hear the Krebs uh, question she threw at him? And she's like, Going to Vegas? And he was just like, No, I've, I've never been there. It's going to be my first time, man. And he sort of laughed a little bit. It was really, it was yeah. well done. So, yeah, it was a fun little moment. And, yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of an inside joke here about, uh, yeah, those interviews inside the arena. Yeah. Um, I think we'll leave it there. You've had a long day. Everyone here's had a long day. Back at it tomorrow. Another six picks, as you said. We'll have analysis for you tomorrow. Um, and through the week and in a free agency, because that's the next shooter drop, Patrick, right? It's not just yeah. who you get this weekend. It's yeah. what are you now set up for. Yeah. If there's not yeah. trades, you know that there's free agents yeah. on the way. So. A lot to expect on day two. Uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe to us through Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. And we will be back uh, tomorrow.